Kiddushin Dav Samach Gimel, the last thing we were discussing was Abaye's statement that Rabbi Le'ezer ben Yaakov, Rabbi and Rabbi Meir all hold, a person can acquire something that's not in the world right now. It's not fully in the world. We saw Rabbi Le'ezer ben Yaakov who said a person can give teruma on fruits that will be fully grown and then you'll, and then he'll pluck them, even though they're not fully grown yet and they're not plucked yet, but still you can give. We saw Rabbi hold that in regards to a slave. If someone bought a slave and before he bought him, he wrote him a piece of paper that when I buy you, I'm going to free you, that actually takes effect and the, the betin forces the master to, to free him. And with that, we're starting Samach Gimel Amud Aleph. Five lines in, with line starts toward Rabbi Meir. Now we're going to learn that Rabbi Meir also holds a person can acquire something that didn't come to the world yet. Rabbi Meir de Tanya. If a person says to a woman, you're Mekudesh to me after I, be, uh, I convert to become Jewish, or after you convert to become Jewish, or I'm a slave now after I am freed, after you're freed, after your husband dies, after your sister dies, he's married to the sister after she dies. After your Yabam does Halitza, Ena Mekudeshet, and Rabbi Meir Omer Mekudeshet. She is Mekudeshet. So you see that he holds that you could be Makdish something that's not in the world. Rabbi Yohanan Sandar Omer Ena Mekudeshet, Rabbi Yudahan Si Omer Mekudeshet, like Rabbi Meir. What's the reason Hachamim hold Eva? We don't want any fighting. We don't want uh, a husband to find out that his wife accepted Kiddushin from someone else after he dies, and that's going to cause a whole uh, Shalom Bayit problem. Now, by the way, Tosfot mentions that before, it sounds like in the case of Rabbi, where he said, when when I buy the slave, then you'll be free from now. He has to say, Me'achshav. And it's like then, Baba Mitzia also no, but the, but then if you look at Rabbi Meir's case, he doesn't have to say Achshav. So Tosfor explains in the name of Ri that by Kiddushin you don't need the word Me'achshav because Kiddushin all depends on the money. Meaning, once the money is given to her, that's it. So let's say he gave her the money, then her husband dies, then then the Kiddushin take effect because the money, even if it's gone, still it was given to her. Interesting Tosfor, very good to look into. So now the Gemara asks the obvious question. Why don't we mention Rabbi Udanasi? Didn't we just say Rabbi Udanasi says she's Mekudeshet like Rabbi Meir? So the Gemara explains, Hainu Rabbi, Hainu Rabbi Udanasi. Rabbi and Rabbi Udanasi are the same person, so we don't have to repeat it. So the Gemara asks, Why don't we mention Rabbi Akiva also holds a person can acquire something that's not in the world? The Tanya. This is a bright time. Regards to a woman who vowed and said to her husband, Konam Shani Osa I vow uh, whatever I make, uh, whatever I work and I make is not is going to be like a korban to your mouth, meaning you're not going to be able to have any benefit from what I do. And Sayyid Lafir, he doesn't even have to annul that vow. That vow is just void on its, on its own. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Yafir, he has to annul Shemet Adif Alav Yater Minara Uilo. He has to annul just in case she makes more money than she's supposed to bring in. Let's say she's supposed to bring in a hundred zoos and she brought in one or one zoos, then he's eating extra and that extra is going to be a sort to him like a korban. Therefore, just annul it from the beginning. So you see that what she what she said, her vow takes effect even on things that are not even in the world yet. 
And the Gemara answers, no, but I did we mention about that Mishnah? No, over there, she was Mekadesh, her hands to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and her hands, her hands are in the world, and therefore she could make that vow. It's as if the hands are in the world, and therefore the vow stands. Next Mishnah. Haomer Leisha, Hare'at Mekudeshit Li'almenat uh, you mekudesh it to me on condition I'm going to go speak to the government for you. Uh, I'm going to work for one day and uh, whatever you're supposed to pay me, that's going to go to, towards the Kiddushin. And you, if he spoke with the government for her or he worked for one day, she's mekudesh it and if not, and I'm mekudesh it, she's not mekudesh it. And the Gemara starts, Amar Resh Lakish, Vehu Shinatan La Shave Peruta, as long as he gave her a Shave Peruta and he said, Here's your money and it's your Mekodeshit on condition I go speak to the government or I work. But he cannot be Mekadesh her with just uh, the work he's going to do. And the Gemara asks the question, Obizchar, oh, wait a second, for what he's supposed to get paid, he cannot be Mekadesh her, Vehatanya, but didn't we learn? If a person tells a woman, with whatever wages you're supposed to pay me, for the money you owe me for uh, riding you on my donkey, or I put you on in this wagon or on this boat, and I'm mekudeshet. She's not mekudeshet because here she owes him money and she's mekudeshet she's with a loan, and we know it doesn't work with the loan. However, for instead, uh, you be mekadesh to me, and I will in the future take you on this donkey, or I'll put you on this wagon or on this boat. Mekudesh it, because going forward it works. Going backwards it doesn't work. Again, if you want to talk, to, if you want to say that the case over here, he gave her a shave pruta and said, "It's on condition I give you a ride on the donkey." You can't say that because he said uh, for the wages that you're supposed to be paying me for getting on the donkey, you'll be mitkadesh to me, meaning he didn't give her anything. And here's another question on Shlakish. We learned if a woman said, come hang out with me, say I'll be next to me and I'll be mitkadesh to you. Or here, joke around with me or dance in front of me. Or act like this building in front of me. We assess if whatever he did in front of her, the dancing, the joking, whatever, it is just staying there. If that's worth a shave pruta, if you'd hire a person and you pay him a shave pruta, then she's mekudeshet ve'im laven if not ena mekudeshet. And again, if you want to say over here, we're talking about where he gave her a shave pruta and then he worked in front of her. Didn't we say we assess the work he did? So it's a problem with Rish Lakish who said that he has to give Rashav Ibruta before the before they start working on the condition. So Amalak Rish Lakish Rish Lakish responds, Hai Tana Bara Savar Enalis Hirut Elabasov. This Tana of the Bretot you just mentioned, he held that the time to pay an employee is at the end. Meaning after he finished his work, then the obligation of paying him comes in. Vetana didan and the Tanav Amishna Savar, he held Yeshna Lishirut Mitahila Beatsov. He held that the obligation to pay an employee starts in the minute he starts working. At that point, you start you start owing him money.
So let's say you were supposed to pay him 100 zoos. He started a little bit, you owe him a zoos. He worked a little bit more, you owe him another zoos. And at the end, it culminates, and altogether, the total is 100 zoos. So now the Gemara says, The Gemara has a question on Shlakish. What's pressing him to say that the Mishnah is talking according to the rabbi who holds that for every little bit of work, that's when a little bit of the obligation to pay kicks in. And it also has to be Ubidiyahavla, where he also gave her a coin and he started working. Why, why do you have to say it like that? So, Amar Rava explained, Matnitin Kishite. Rash Lakish had a question on the Mishnah. Why does it say on condition in all of these cases? On condition I'm going to speak to the government. On condition I'm going to work. Just say Bishar, just say for instead of the wages. Uh, for the wage is that you're going to owe me for going to speak to the government, will be mitkadesh. Ela shamina, rather, what's the hidush? That call alminat echade yahavlahu. He understood the hidush is that whenever you see the words alminat on condition, he gave her something. Next Mishnah. Alminat sheyetze aba on condition that my father would accept this. Ratsa av mikudeshet. If her, his father is okay with this kiddushin, then she's mikudeshet ve'imlav, and if not, ena mikudeshet. She's not mikudeshet. Metaav harezo mikudeshet. If his father passes away, she's mikudeshet. The Gemara will explain why. Metaben, if the son dies, melamedina av lomashin. Or so we teach the father to say he was never happy with this kiddushin. So this way, she won't need a boom. And the Gemara starts. What does that mean on condition my father is going to be okay with this Kiddushin? If you want to say that the father has to say, yes, I'm okay with this. If that's the case, look at the middle part of the Mishnah. If the father passes away, that she's mekudeshet veha lo amarim, but he didn't say yes. Ela al menachei shtok aba, or maybe when it, when, he, when we mean that the father's going to be okay with it, it means all the father has to hear it and just be quiet, not protest. Then emasefa. Then look at the last part of the Mishnah. Meta ben melamdineta av lomar shenorotsef. If the son dies, we teach the father say he's not happy with this kiddushin. Am I why veha shatik? Didn't the father already hear about this Kiddushin when he was quiet? It sounds like it worked already. Ela, you have to say that the middle part and last part of our Mishnah is talking about He said, as long as my father doesn't protest this marriage, we'll be mit, uh, you'll be mitkadesh to me. And he didn't set a time for the protest whenever he protests. It could be in six months from now. It could be even after he passes away. And same story, when the father passes away, she's mekudeshed because you know for a fact he's never going to protest. So the Gmadis understand. The first part is talk, it has one reason, meaning as long as my father is quiet. And the second part and the third part is talking about a situation where he's not protesting, meaning the, the husband said different things when he's mekudeshed. And Amar Bianai in yeah the, the Resha is talking about one thing and the set and the middle part and the last part is talking about this, uh, two, uh, about a different thing. And Amarish Lakish Mami now that Rabbi Anai what we learned from Rabbi Anai that Dachkinan Mokmina Matnitin Betret Ama Vidiba Dehatana that we would rather set a Mishnah up in order to make it a Mishnah understandable. We'd rather say that the the Mishnah is talking about two different things and there's one Tana speaking. And 
And we don't set up a Mishnah to be two rabbis talking with one reason. Meaning the first part is one rabbi, the second part is a different rabbi. We'd rather say that it's one rabbi and we're talking about two different things rather than we're talking about one thing and there's two different rabbis over here talking. In this case over here, we could have just explained the Mishnah, you know, one rabbi says one thing and the second rabbi says another thing. The fact that Rabbi Anai set it up that, no, we're talking about two different cases, but it's one rabbi talking shows you that's the right way to set up a Mishnah. Now, Rabbi Yosef bar Ami Amar, the Mishnah is talking about one situation. What does mean unconditional my father wants? We're talking about a situation where a person said, unconditioned that my father does not protest this marriage for the next 30 days. So when he said, unconditioned, my father is okay with, your, with this for the next 30 days, it means uh, as long as my father does not protest this for the next 30 days. So case number one, the father didn't protest the first 30 days. The case number two, where the father dies within 30 days, he's, he's not going to protest anymore. And the last case where the son dies within 30 days, and we teach the father to protest, so this way she's not stuck with the Yibun. Next, Mishnah. A father who says, She's under the age of 12. I will accept the Kiddushin for her. I just don't know who I was Mekadesher to. And if one person came and said, I was Mekadesher, we believe him. If, they, if two people are coming and saying they were the ones who gave Kiddushin for this young girl, they both give a get. And if they want, one of them can give a get, the other one can marry her. And the Gemara starts. When we say one person came in and said he was Mekadesher, he's believed just to give her a get, but not to marry her. Because we believe him to give a get because he's not going to give her a get and let her go free and marry whoever she wants if he's not going if it wasn't true. He's not going to lie and say he was the one to give her a get so he could be Matir and Eshet Ish to the market. So obviously he's saying the truth. So we don't believe him to say, oh, it's your wife, you can now continue marrying her. Because because we're worried that maybe his Yetzara got the best of him. And he's saying he was the one who's was when in truth he wasn't Mekadesher, he just wants to marry her. Now, Rav Aseh argues, Rav Aseh Amar, No, we believe him even to marry the, the girl. Because Rav Aseh holds, a person is not going to be brazen enough. He's not going to have a chutzpah to come and say to the father, I'm the one who gave you Kiddushin, when he never gave the father Kiddushin. A person is always worried that the father's going to say, No, it wasn't you. And then he's stuck looking like a liar. So Rav Aseh believes the guy, when he says, I'm the one who gave Kiddushin, you could even marry her. However, Umode Rav Aseh, if a woman says, I was mitkadesh, I just don't know to who, or by had be'amar kadeshti, and a person came and said, uh, I was the one who was mitkadeshu, she'en ne'eman and ichnos, we don't believe him to marry her, only to give a get if he wants. And the idea is, even if we believe him to be saying the truth, we can't believe her to be saying the truth, because she doesn't want to stay in aguna, she doesn't want to stay single all her, all her life, she'll just say yes to whoever shows up. Now, the Gemara has a problem on Rav. Rav said, we believe him, uh, if that one person came and said, I gave a Kiddushin, we believe him to give a get, but not to marry her, Tanan. We have a problem. In our Mishnah, it said, if two people came and they both said, I was Mekadeshah, and I was Mekadeshah, one person could give the get, the other one could, uh, could marry her. 
So you you see, we do believe one of them. It's Rav and Rav. So Amar Lach Rav, Rav explains, Shani Hatam over there, it's different when two people come. Because since there's another person there with him, he would be very, he'd be shaking, he would be very scared to lie. Therefore, we got to believe him to say the truth. Meaning, you would be scared to lie if you knew that the other person is adamant that he's saying the truth and the, the father would might catch you red-handed, maybe he might catch you lying, and he'll say, no, I never accept the condition from you, I accept the condition from the other person. Therefore, we believe him. And we actually come out with that the person giving the get is probably the liar because uh, he, he's just giving in to the other person, he's just giving a get. Uh, obviously, he wants to be mahmir, but in truth, it's probably the person who is marrying her is the one who actually gave the Kiddushin. And Tanya Kavateh de Ravaseh, we have a bright talak Ravaseh, a father who said, Kiddash Yedbiti veni odale mi Kiddashtiya, I was mekadesh my daughter, I just don't know to who. Uba echad ve'amar Kiddashtiya af ne'eman echnos. A person came and said, I was the one who gave Kiddushin. We believe him even to marry. And you see, that's a proof to Ravaseh. And the Brayta continues, Kenasa uba acher ve'amar ani Kiddashtiha, lo kol hemeno le'osra alav. If after they got married, another person comes and says, I gave Kiddushin, we don't believe him because he's not believed to just be oser a woman on her husband. A woman who says, I accepted Kiddushin, I just don't know from who. And a person came and said, I was the one who gave her Kiddushin. We don't believe him to marry her. Because she's covering for him. She'll admit to him because she wants to get married. She doesn't want to stay single. She doesn't want to stay in Safek. So could be he's lying, could be she's lying. And this is exactly what Rav says said before. So, here's a question. If a father said he was Mekadesh's daughter, and she was with someone else. Now, obviously, we're talking about a situation where he's not sure. So, either he knows for a fact that the person she was with was not the person he accepted Kiddushin from, or her father said he was Mekadesh to a certain person, and someone else was with her. So, the question is... If she was with someone else, does she get sekilah? Does she get stoned or not? Rav Amar in Soklin, Rav Asa Amar Soklin. Rav says she does not get stoned. Rav says she does. Rav Amar in Soklin. The reason he, you don't get stoned, When did we believe the father? That's in regards to say she's a sur to anyone else, only to this person she's mutar, but not the stoner if she, if she was with someone else. And Rav Amar so clean, we stone why? When the Torah believed the father, we believed them for everything from the from the, the Kiddushin to who she's a sur to marry, to if she was with someone else, we stone. And Amar Rav Modina, but I do admit, if she herself says, I accept the Kiddushin from someone, and she was with another person, that she does not get sekila. And the Amarava said the difference is Hanesh Didi, the two Dini that I talked about, the difference between the father and the woman herself, that uh, if the father said anything, we do stone. If she said uh, she's Mekadesh, we don't stone. They break roofs, meaning that it's such a high logic that it's hard to understand. His logic is In the case where the father said he was Mekadesh, his, his daughter, he didn't know to who, and a person came and said, it's me, we let them be together, they let them get married. 
And in the case where the father said he accepted Kiddushin, Amat Soklim, we said that we do stone her if, if she was mezaneh with someone else. Makom enkones, in a case where if she wanted to get married, we wouldn't let her get married. In the case where she said she, is, she, was, she accepted Kiddushin from someone she just doesn't know who, and the person said it was me, we don't let them get married. And Odin Shesoklin, all the more so that we should be able to stone her if she was with someone else based on her testimony. But the truth is, Ravasi explains, it's not really a problem, because the father, we believed him 100%, and therefore we even stone based on his words. A woman, we didn't totally believe her, and therefore we don't stone. Meaning, I had logic to say that we should believe her and stone her based on her word, but the truth is we don't believe her, and that's why we don't stone her. Now, that was Rav and Ravaseh. Rav Hasda Amar. Rav Hasda said, The father or the girl and so clean, we don't stone them based on her, uh, his or her testimony. Rav Hasda explains himself. If a father said, My son is nine years old and one day, meaning he's at the age where his bi'ah is considered a bi'ah, or he said that my daughter is three years and one day old, and her bi'ah is considered bi'ah, and if someone Asur was with her, he'd be hayav, whatever the punishment is. We believe him in regards to, okay, someone who was with her by mistake, or if he was with someone by mistake, they're hayav a korban, but they don't, no one gets a, a makot, no one has to, to, to get the death or something like that based on that testimony. And Tanya Kavate de Rav Hasda, we have a Brayta like Rav Hasda, Beni Zeh Ben Shalosh, Asre Shana Ve'om Echad, my son is 13 years old, and one day, meaning he's Bar Mitzvah, Beti Zoh Bat Shetem Asre Shana Ve'om Echad, my daughter is Bat Mitzvah, 12 years and one day old. Ne'eman Lindarim, we believe the father in regards to vows, so if this, uh, per, this, uh, this uh, kid, this teenager, may vowed, we accept a vow, it's a real vow, it stands, and again, also if they were Makdish something to the Beit HaMikdash in the language of Hayrim, or they said something is Hayrim, or Hegdeshot, if they were Makdish something in the language of Hegdesh, or if they said their uh, their worth is on them, meaning they're going to pay whatever they're worth to the Beit HaMikdash, they're in, believed in regards to all that stuff, but we don't believe the father, when he said that his uh, fa- his son and daughter are Barba and Mitzvah, we don't believe him in regards to getting the makot like any other person. Now, by the way, there's a very interesting tosafot in regards to what is considered a gadol. He first brings down Rashi, who explains that even if someone reached the age of 13, they still need pubic hair in order to be considered a gadol. So you need to be both 13 and you have to have the hairs. And, and Tosafot brings really that also there needs to be a lot of pubic hair or he has to be really, really tall in order to rely on the fact that he's 13. Tosafot also explains that we believe the father because it's in his hands. It's something that he's supposed to know. It's Davar Shebeado. And even though he's supposed to grow up, but since it's under him, he's con- it's considered something under him, and he, therefore he is responsible, and therefore we believe him when it comes to age. And there's other perushim from the Rishonim, why we believe the father, either you have the Rashbao explains that there's a bigger Hidush over here, that even though he's considered a Karov, and therefore he 
is biased towards the son, still we believe him. Then there's uh, the Shiltegi Borim who explains that there's a, there's a mitzvah in Torah, the Yakir, that the father should recognize who his son is and whoever is the Bechor, give him double. And the, the recognition of a child is, uh, is really given to the father. Very interesting. So yeah, if you had a chance to take a look at it, but we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.